it's time for Dodger Hi everybody, and a very pleasant good day or good evening to you, wherever you may be. This is the Dodging Sleep podcast, giving a perspective on Dodgers baseball from the European side of the Atlantic. Uh, we're recording this on the evening of the 25th of July. And on this day in 2015, the Dodgers were destroyed 15-2 by the New York Mets. The game saw the pitching debut of a Dodgers first round draft pick called Zach Lee, um, which I'm sure everyone's quite familiar with. Um, as you can probably tell from the score, his debut didn't go too well. And within a year, he was traded to the Seattle Mariners for a future all-star we now know as CT3. Um, so I think that, that one worked out pretty well for us. I think everyone at the time had quite high hopes for Zach Lee, but it's, yeah, it was flipped on its head into a, a fantastic trade uh, going forward for the Dodgers uh, with, with Chris Taylor. Join me tonight, we've got uh, Ian Carlson. How are you today? I'm not bad, thanks. Not bad, not bad. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. It seems to have been a little while, so um, yeah, good to be good, good, to, good to be on. I'm proudly wearing my Mariachi Joe Joe Kelly T-shirt, which arrived through the post a couple of days ago. So I thought I'd save it for the pod. We're all big fans. We have seen it in the in the WhatsApp chat. We're all chatting. We're all sort of very big fans of that top. Um, also joining me tonight, we have uh, Adam Leg. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm pretty good, thank you. Pretty good. Good. Um, Ian Blee's unfortunately can't join us tonight uh, I think judging from the messages that we had earlier he's pretty hungover um, it was his birthday yesterday so a very happy uh, belated birthday to, to Bleasy <clears throat> but we'll, uh, we'll crack on uh, tonight we're going to look at a few different things so we'll have a review of the, uh, the games that Dodgers have played since the All-Star break um, we'll have a look uh, back and we'll grade uh, the Dodgers performance uh, so far this season a little over halfway through so we'll have a sort of a retrospective look at how we feel that the, the team has performed and the management has performed how the coach has performed and we'll, we'll you know just cover off any areas of concern that maybe uh, they may be um, we'll discuss the struggles of Cody Bellinger and we'll also have a quick discussion about the trade deadline um, any potential targets that the Dodgers might go for um, who we'd like to see and any dream trades that we uh, pull off with the help of our hotline to Mr. Friedman in Los Angeles. Um, so since the All-Star break, the Dodgers are four and five. Um, so that includes a series win in Colorado uh, where we won 2-1. We walked off, unfortunately, in extra innings. I think it was extra innings by Charlie Blackman. Um, we then lost uh, a tough series at home to the Giants, 3-1. Uh, which included uh, two ninth inning implosions. Um, we're currently one and one against the Rockies in Los Angeles. Um, Ian, um, what's your retrospective view on the Dodgers since the All-Star break? Uh, I guess it, it, it just sums up it sums up everything that being a sports fan is all about, doesn't it? Because, you know, you start to build your hopes up and you think, well... You know, it's good to get a few players at the All-Stars. You think they'll have a bit of a break, come back, beat the Rockies in the first two games, um, you know, and not just beat them, but beat them comfortably, looking good. Um, and and I think on one of these pods, we were, we were talking about, you know, what if we what if we swept the Giants say, at home and, 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 and talking about these. And, and then the wheels just sort of fall off in a, in a frustrating, annoying way, um, losing... 
losing is one thing, but but losing close games, you know, throwing throwing games away or or being beaten, let's put it that way, being beaten in um in the final inning of a game and this this ongoing struggle we seem to have this season with extra innings and close games. And it's just, you know, and, and certainly for those of us in the UK with at least a couple of the Giants games where we lost at the very end and we kind of lost in the sort of um uh, what, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. sort of time slot here in the UK. So it's not a great start to your working day, waking up, getting the final couple of innings, especially when you first put the score on and you see you're ahead and think it's all looking good. And then, you know, grab a bite to eat for breakfast and have another look and you've lost. Um, so, yeah, f- for me, it just sums up, um, as I say, everything that's good, everything that's bad about being a sports fan. Um, but amazingly, um, amazingly, we're still only two games back. So, and we've got 60 wins. So, you know, let's, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's easy to get overly depressed about the last week and, and think about what might have been, but we are still kind of there or thereabouts. Yeah, absolutely. I think we discussed sort of just before we came on how sort of things could have been very different if we'd had those leads going into the ninth inning of, uh, of the two games that we eventually lost to the Giants. Um, Adam, what's your, uh, what's your take on the, uh, the last couple of weeks of uh, Dodgers baseball? Um, I don't think it's as bad as some people have been making out. I mean, it's it's an injury hit lineup, and we lost both like two games, three games in the ninth inning or the tenth inning. So it's not terrible, but it, I mean, it's not good, admittedly. But I mean, it's injury ravaged lineups with a lot of AAA hitters and pitchers, and we we lost them in the ninth inning. I, th- I think it's pretty good, Gary. This, more of a miracle that we were still in those games or leading those games up until when we lost them. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't think it's as bad. We probably should have won four, probably five of those games rather than the two that we did. But, um, I mean, it's it's not terrible. We've got players coming back as well, which is a, 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 hopefully a good thing. Yeah, it's a really good point about the injuries. Because, um, I mean, looking at the line over the last couple of nights, we won't repeat what the uh, the first tweet uh, replied to the Dodgers lineup was on the Twitter. Um, it's it's a very sort of different Los Angeles Dodgers team to what we're used to. Our expectations, obviously, for a very strong lineup uh, day in day out. Uh, whereas this one doesn't look particularly strong. Um, again, last night's didn't look strong, but they got the, the job done one nil. Um, Austin Barnes solo home run, uh, which is always nice to see. Um, I mean, in, in terms of the chasing pack. Um, no one's really getting the job done across any of the divisions in baseball, uh, certainly in the NL at the moment. Um, if you look at the, the records for the, for the last 10 games, um, the only team sort of above 500 is, is St. Louis, um, who are six and four. Everyone else is, is basically hovering around uh, five and five for the last 10 games. How do you feel about the Padres? Have we caught you know, in glimpses of them in the last couple of weeks? Obviously, got- Fernando Tatis Jr., we see every, every night. Oh yeah, the... MLB's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, um, I've not seen much of him to be honest with you, but I mean, yeah, no one has really stood out as a truly great team this year. I mean, the Padres have been good when we've played them, but then they've been awful against like the Pirates and stuff. So it's, I don't think there's a truly great team there this year because the Giants team is it's not a great team, but they're, they're somehow getting results. But I mean, they struggled against like our second third string lineup really so they're not that great really they're definitely catchable are you worried about losing second spot at all if, if obviously if we 
the nightmare scenario is that the Giants win the division. Are you worried about coming second to the Padres? Is, is, do you think that's going to have any sort of major implications, really? So if you look at the wild card list, um, we're a good way ahead of the of the uh, the next team um, to step up, who will be Cincinnati. Um, are there any any teams that worry you going forward outside of our division at all? I don't think so, and I'm not sure I'd necessarily. Um, I'm not sure I'd necessarily be overly concerned about whether we were sec- if we if we don't win the division. If if we assume that it's the the top three of our division take or, or the two and three in our division take the wild card slots, I'm not sure I'm necessarily over first whether we would be second or third because it's not as though you've got a huge sort of journey across to the east coast or anything like that and different time differences i think we've proven that uh, against both the giants and the Padres, they can be- beat us at our stadium and we can beat them at theirs so i'm not over if, you know clearly i want to win the division but if we don't win it you know i'm not overly concerned about whether we're second or third um elsewhere yeah it's a good point everybody seems to be winning and losing which in some ways is, is good in some ways it's frustrating because it makes you think you know just put a put a run together and while everybody else is dropping games you could start to pull clear but you know there's a long way to go yeah injuries is going to play a big part um the only thing I would do just as a slight tangent but given that we've brought up the Padres I do think it's worth mentioning it because I think it was a week week and a half ago now but the incident at the um at the national stadium with the shooting just outside the, the, uh, the ground and for whatever we might think of them as a, a division rival, I think it's worth a shout out to the Padres players for the way they reacted to get, to get fans into the dugout. And clearly nobody really knew what it was, what was going on, but they did all they could to make sure they could get people as safe as possible. And I think that's, doesn't matter what team you're on, if you're acting like that, you know, that's, that's worth a shout out. Uh, we'll move on to uh, sort of a retrospective look back at the first half and a little bit more of, a, of Dodgers baseball. Um, it's been a strange season, I think, hasn't it? Um, I think when we did our first podcast, we were all generally very excited by the potential of the team, the potential of the bullpen, the potential of the starters. And it's, it hasn't quite panned out as we thought it would. Um, but as we always mention, we've, we've maintained position where we're, we're still sort of only two games back of the division lead at the moment with, you know, a situation where our, our top five players have played together three or four times this season. Um, we've had injuries to Mookie, Corey Seager's, you know, we've lost for a significant amount of time. Bellinger's had a hell of a lot of injuries and he struggled throughout as well. And obviously we've got the situation with Trevor Bauer, lost Dustin May, uh, we've lost, you know, Corey Canable from the pen as well. Um if you had to give an overall grade to the Dodgers for the first half and the subsequent few weeks uh, of the season, what, what would your grade be? Um, we'll start with you, Ian. Um, I'll go B plus. Um, if, assuming we're doing that as opposed to the marks out of 10 or anything, <laughs> but no, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go B plus because, um, I, I, and for, I think for any let, quotes, let's say normal team, I think if you were there two games back with the with the winning record that we've got, you'd be an A minus. But I just think we probably expected uh, expected more. E- even with the injuries, one of the things we you know we talked about was the depth that we thought we had. And certainly as the season's gone on, one of the comments we've made about the Giants in particular was we didn't think they had the depth to keep going, and we thought we had the depth, and that depth just isn't doesn't appear to be there. Um, so you know to to be where where 
we are having had the injuries we've had as i say if it was if i was if i was i don't know uh pittsburgh say no offense to pittsburgh i've just picked a name at random and we're on that i'd probably go yeah that's an a minus but for us with with our expectations at the start i'll go b plus um and i do think one one area that um, you, you can be unlucky with extra innings particularly when since they've changed the rules but to be what one and nine this season at some point that's no longer luck and some point that starts to come into tactics and ways of playing and coaching and stuff so that um that in itself feels like that's like a D minus or something like that. But, um, but yeah, I'd go B plus overall. Thank you very much. Um, Adam, uh, how, how would you grade the Dodgers on their uh, report cards so far? Yeah, I probably, I think I went for a B on my notes. Um, very similar thoughts. It's just because the expectation was there. Um, but I mean, actually going over some of the stats this afternoon and that our, our pitching has been pretty good on the whole. So that's pretty good. And then some of the batting has been pretty good. We, But it's it's not what you expect sort of thing. So it's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're leaders in the, the, the NL for RBIs, runs, on-base percentage and walks. So they're doing the right things. It just doesn't feel like we've played well at, at pretty much any point this season. It's... It's, do you think it's a lot of it is again? Obviously, we've got very high expectations. Do you think it's incidents where we're sort of, sort of cruising along for the most part throughout this season? We have a bad couple of days. Do you think they're magnified by again the, the quality of, of everything else that we see? Obviously, we had Kenny blowing two saves this week, um, and that caused a hell of a lot of discussion. Um, I think it, it, he's always a focus, isn't he, Kenley, for a blown saves even you know he's right up there with save leaders in the NL maybe it's possibly a bit of a hangover from last year I mean when you win it all I think you do tend to coast I mean as a football reference Alex Ferguson always used to say you forget about everything you've done before and you start afresh perhaps we've not done that this year and it's a bit of well with a with a chance we can coast a little bit maybe who knows sort of thing but I mean things like with Kenley, Kenley has played pretty well for what ninety percent of the season. He's been, he's had his velo up. He's, um, he's he's pitching as well as he's pitched for the last couple of years. I think that small break at the All Star. I think he's just struggles to find a bit of rhythm. He looked all right last night. Perhaps he's finding his rhythm again. Hopefully, maybe he's, he's just he just takes those couple of games longer to warm up than than what he did previously, where he it would he would pretty much hit hit form straight away after a bit of a layoff. I think that's a really good point. I think, as we all know, baseball players are creatures of habit. So when they drop out of that all-star break and have a couple of days off, I think a lot of them just end up sitting by a pool or, or hiking in Colorado or something like that. I suppose it can have the effect. Um, well, great Dave Roberts now and, and his performance so far. Uh, Ian, how do you feel he's performed? Um, obviously, we've mentioned that there is... Or it appears to be an issue with the management of the extra innings, or is it the management or how the players are approaching it themselves uh, this season? Are there any other aspects of, of his management so far that you'd be concerned about? Um, it's, if, I think if you look at the, if you just look at the stats, if you don't go on Twitter, you know, you, you'd have to say to get to that number of wins and, and given his overall record of, you know, doing well in the playoffs, um, you know, you, you can't, and I know people will say, well, with that lineup, he should do well, but you, you, you can't 
continue to do go deep into the playoffs. You can't win a World Series and just be a, a bit a bit bit average as a as, as a coach or a manager. So, you know, I, I think overall, I think he's good. I think I think the extra innings point makes me really nervous because I think I think that does that's got to come back to the coaching and the tactics. So that's got to be at his door. Um, I think the point that is both a strength and a weakness that we've talked about in the past, you know, he's very loyal to players when they get in and, um, you know, should he have, should he have switched it around with, with closers a bit, should he have let Blake Trine and Blake Trine and sort of carry on rather than bringing Kenley in, um, you know, so there's that, that that still remains potentially a blind spot of his, the sort of over loyalty for certain players, um, and and at times it feels as though he's um, sort of written out his game plan before the game starts and just just going to stick to it come what may, rather than being a little bit agile and flexible in the middle of a game as need be. Um, so those would be, you know, my some concerns, but um, look. It, He's the man in the job. He's got us to 60 wins. We're two games back in a very, very strong division. Um, I guess if I've given the Dodgers a B plus overall, I would probably give him a B minus. Um, out of the, the difference really being the extra inning stuff, I suppose, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam, how, how do you rate Dave's uh, Dave Rob's performance so far? Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, and yeah, I think. Ian pretty much nailed it on the head. I think probably is a B minus. It's he seemed to he seems to be really good last year when he didn't have to think about those pitching changes with hitting in mind. It seems a lot easier because then he, he can script it out a little bit easier. I think he struggled a little bit going to that again this year. Um, but yeah, on on the whole, it's pretty good. But again, I think the expectation is there, so it. And we've not played amazing. I don't think you could do any more than a B minus, really. I wonder if if the events of the the last year Giants games might have set a fire underneath him, because um, there were some very sort of dubious umpiring calls, and, and obviously I think he got ejected twice in in those uh, ninth innings. Mm. Um, so I wonder if that is sort of a bit of a wake up call, if you like. So uh, again, when you're reading Dodgers Twitter and things aren't quite going on our way. Um, you see a lot of comments saying Dave's not doing anything, make a change. He sort of, you know, he just lets Kenley ride out, you know, and, and to the point where we you know so far behind the game, he's not coming back. Um, I think he's, again, probably, you know, a B minus. Again, my biggest concern is the extra innings. If you've got a strong enough team to take us to that point um, at this stage in the season, it feels like, you know, if once the bottom of the nine's over, it feels like an automatic loss. It's. Mm. I've, I've got no confidence, unfortunately, in the boys actually getting the job done, which is a real shame. Um, given you know our collective love for the team and, and the quality on the team, it's a bit worrying that we, you know, we're not playing sensibly enough baseball to to get run, runs on the board and to keep the other team off the board. Um, mm. so I don't think any of us are really massive fans of the, the runners starting on second. No, but it's no. there, and we've, we've really got to learn to play with it. Absolutely. Um, in terms of, of your top student. For the uh, for the first half of the season, uh, who 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 would you award as the the best Dodger for the first half? Adam, we'll uh, we'll go to you first. So I graded individually. I think I graded. I think I had six players with an A, but one player had an A star, and that was Max Muncy. Um, 
I don't think you can pick anyone else. He's been the pick of the team. I mean, he's a he's a serious shout for NL MVP. I mean, he's probably not going to win it, but he's 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 got to be in that conversation. He's definitely the team's MVP. Um, he's been he's been pretty much incredible, both with the bat and on the field. Uh, even at second base, he's been pretty good. Uh, when um, Pujols has been at first, uh, he's 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 just played brilliantly this year. Um, I mean, he's he's leading the team in most of the offensive stats, so home runs, RBIs, um, slugging, OPS. So I mean, you you can't pick anyone else than, than Muncy really for me. I think one of the underrated facts of Muncy's he's become a very good first baseman. Yeah, the, yeah, we've we've talked about that a lot, haven't yeah. we? So he's uh, he's really impressed me at first base. Um, Ian, um, who's your player of the uh, the half season so far? Um, I, I think Adams nailed it in terms of Muncy. I wouldn't stray too far beyond there, but I do think it's worth a shout out to Bueller, Bueller and Arias. I think if you're at the start of the season, if you'd said particularly after the trade for Bauer if you'd said that we were going to be leaning as heavily as we have done on, on those two. Um, I mean, not to take anything from away from them. We've known for a few years that Bueller's an absolute star. And after the world series, Arias is, 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 was, was flying as well, but I don't think anybody probably expected them to be as outstanding as they have been. So um, yeah, I, I, w- I would certainly put Muncie first, but if you, if you'd asked me to pick a top three, I'd have probably had the two of them, in two and three, just don't ask me to put one in one in second and one in third because it's a, it's paper thin between the two. There's only one head boy, so Max Muncy, congratulations and congratulations on the birth of your uh, daughter as well. Um, he was born, I believe, last night in Arizona. Congratulations, Max Muncy. A couple of a uh, couple of great awards for you there. Um, now, there's also there's always one student who needs to go and report uh, for not performing. Um, Ian, who's who's going to be your student who? is an area of concern who we need to watch closely and who needs to step up to uh, their performance in the second half of the season. Um, briefly, I touched on Gonsolin because I had I, I, I really rated him last year and he struggled, but he looks to have turned the corner. So, But, but I'll, I'll move on quickly from him because for me, there, it seems as though there's only one that we can single out as the kind of the uh, bright red E, please see me after lesson note. And that that would be, sadly, that would be Cody, who I, I'm not sure anybody has, would have expected such a, a fall off this year. I don't know he's had, had injuries and all the rest of it, but he just, stats aside, and his stats are are, are rough for this year, um, he just doesn't look, he doesn't look comfortable. I mean, you look at his, look at his back, you look at his MVP year, which is it's a harsh comparison because that is your MVP year. But you know, his MVP, his batting average is, was 0.305, and this year is down at 0.162. Um, you know, OPS, he was at 1.035 in his MVP year, and he's down at 0.560. So, you know, but as I say, comparing it to an MVP year is probably harsh. But if you compare his stats this year to his career average, he's way down on all of them. Um, and it's just, I mean, it, I'm, I, I do believe in the old sort of sporting saying about, you know, class is permanent and form is temporary and that he'll find it. But he does seem to be struggling to find it at the moment. So, um, yeah, he would he would be, a, I would have him as a concern. Um, so um, hopefully he, he He's, he, well, whatever he does, whether it's a bit of coaching, w- watching videos, tweaking his mechanic, I don't know. You would have hoped maybe the All Star break would have helped, but but something needs to 
particularly with all the other injuries, something needs to click with him pretty quickly. Yeah, I was reading um, the, the newsletter from Houston Mitchell from uh, the Los Angeles Times, um, and he highlighted a stat where over the last two seasons, um, Bellinger's hitting uh, 206, um, which unfortunately is not a stat you want to see just above the Mendoza line. Or is it below? Is, is it 215 the Mendoza line? Is it 200? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. So he's, uh, it's, it's, either way, it's not a good stat uh, at this point. As you say, he looks very uncomfortable at the plate. Um, there was games early in the week where he's, he's completely just swinging and missing through pitches right down the middle, which is a concern. Um, Adam, um, who would you rate as the, uh, the student who needs to go on report? Again, it's it's belly. I mean, there's a few bullpen arms that have not been great, but I don't think any of them has been as bad as belly. Um, I mean, I think because you expect so much of him. I mean, his defense, I think, is still there, but that bat is it's he's not a good watch. Uh, I mean, I thought I think it was it was either the first or second game back after the All Star break. I thought, oh, he looks all right because he hit. I think in the, in the game, I think he hit four. Shots that all just died on the warning track. And I thought, oh, perhaps he's just finding it, but he just seems to have gone a bit backwards this week. And but I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what you would do to try and fix it. Because I mean, even like his MVP season. I mean, he was so good for that first half of the season, but that second half he did drop massively, didn't he? It's... Yeah, there was, there was a significant drop off. I mean, it, obviously, to be fair to Cody, um, he's gone through a lot of injuries this season. Um, obviously, he didn't have uh, the full spring training experience coming off the back of the uh, the, the shoulder surgery. Uh, mm. He's also had the broken leg and he's also had hamstring issues, um, which unfortunately seems to have flared up again, uh, just as he had a, a good game and it seems to have broken out of his slump the other day. Um, so hopefully a fit Cody Bellinger uh, with some a fixed stance as well, who's comfortable at the plate, is going to be a huge asset to the Dodgers, but time sort of running out on this season unfortunately for him um, how do you fix it have you got any ideas how we fix Cody Bellinger uh, it's tough to carry a guy who's hitting this season I think he's at 162 uh, which isn't good do you drop him down the lineup? do you give him some extra time off do you demote him to triple eight to, you know to work things out it's obviously something that we did with Puig uh, and, and Jock Peterson previously What's your route for fixing Cody Bellinger? I don't know. I don't know. Is there a way to fix him? Um, I mean, you would like to think AAA might help him. It might not. I mean, how do you tell a, a previous MVP when a, you've got to go back to AAA? I, it's not a conversation I think that's easy. I don't think you'd probably accept it. I mean, this is probably where Friedman, uh, Roberts earn the money, really, isn't it? It's... How, how do you tell someone who, who who can be that good? You've got to try and fix something. It's 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 not an easy fix, is it? I mean, luckily for the Dodgers, I'm not the one in charge because I, I I wouldn't even know where to start. Ian, um, other than giving Cody a thousand lines, saying I am a major league ball player, any thoughts on on how you improve Cody Bellinger's performance at this stage? I think if you go with the assumption or the thinking that so much of being a professional athlete in whatever sport you're in, so much of it is, is mental because by the time you get to that level, they're all physical specimens. Um, 
so much of it is mental, then maybe I would drop him down to AAA because he just needs to find some rhythm, build his confidence. Now, you might argue being dropped down will knock his confidence more than he'll gain by starting to hit the ball. But um, I think I probably would. I think the, 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 the catch, given where the Dodgers are at the moment, is with so many people struggling with injuries, either niggles, but they're still in the game, or they're actually out. Um, you know, we've got a few holes, and dropping somebody down the down to AAA just creates yet another problem, which is not ideal. So I can see them, um, I can see them not sending him down just because others are struggling. But but ultimately, I think it might come to that. But you know, we'll talk about the the upcoming schedule towards the end of this pod. But you look at some of the games we've got. You you could do with the opposition not looking and going. God, Bellinger's in AAA. That's good. Um, you know, you'd want them in the side ideally. Yeah, it, unfortunately, he has looked like an easy out for quite a while. Um, again, he's, he's down at the moment. Um, he's not on the IL. I think he's day to day with the hamstring issue again. So hopefully, uh, for the good of Cody and the good of uh, of the Dodgers, he breaks out of the slipmates in and. Uh, Gets back to where we what we know he's capable of. Um, that brings us on to the uh, the upcoming trade uh, deadline. Um, the first move that Dodgers made uh, the other day was adding Billy McKinney uh, from the Mets um, as cover for Mookie Betts, uh, which is you know very tough boots to fill. Obviously, we've got gaps at the moment. Um, starting pitching is a concern. Obviously, we were without Clayton Kershaw at the moment, um, plus the ongoing Trevor Bauer issue. Um, and obviously, there's, there's also talk of, uh, of, of bullpen issues and bullpen arms being added. Um, Ian, if um, if you could add anyone to the Dodgers uh, from, from Major League Baseball at the moment, who would you add? Um, who would be your you know superstar trade? Um, what good options do you think are out there for the Dodgers to pick up at the moment? Um, I guess if I got a superstar, I would go for Max Scherzer and just just get him in pitching, but. Um, there's been you know on-off rumors. Will they? Won't they? You know, is is he untradeable from their perspective, irrespective of you know whether they're a, whether they are a seller? Would the Nationals ever sell him, trade him anyway? I know he's got veto over all trades, so he might not want to move. He would, I guess, be my um, you know that's where I'd start. I, I'll be honest though, um, I'm not sure I'm necessarily in the market for trades. This uh, what by this 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 deadline by which I mean I think we've got a lot of injuries you know we've got you know we uh, injuries and other reasons why people are out you know if you look at the starting pitches or Kershaw's injured um you know Bowers obviously out May we've unless lest we forget you know May went out very early um so we've got you know three starters there or two plus Kershaw and, and his injuries you know track record's not brilliant let's be honest uh, it doesn't look like Price is going to be able to step up or stretch out to be a, uh, another starter. So, you know, with with potentially three starting cl- high class starting pitchers out, plus when you look down the batting, you know, has Betts really been carrying an injury all season, and is he really going to get over it anytime soon? You know, Lux is out. We've just talked about about Bellinger and the problems there. Um, Seager's obviously out that there comes a point where even for the Dodgers with their ability to sort of spend and with their prospects list, you've got to just take a step back and say, are there two, I know we're only two games back, so let's not sort of get it all out of perspective, but have we got just potentially too many holes to fill 
to and have to give up too much to fill fill them and therefore is there an argument that says you kind of let this season play out with what we've got um unless we can get an absolute bargain somewhere um get people fit and go go again next year yeah i'd, I'd agree with that is it worth emptying the farm for this season uh, where as you say we've got so many players uh, that are injured and not playing at the moment who would you know fingers crossed be back next season um adam uh, in terms of, of the trade deadline who, who would you like to see coming in well uh, i sort of i've sort of noted down i think we need a right hand back i think we need a starter uh, i agree with ian i think scherzer is the dream move but i think he would be pricey I'm I'm loath to want to trade away the farm, especially this season, because I mean I don't think we necessarily need to. Because I think we're still a very good side of what we've got, but I think we are just lacking cover. Um, I think I could trade for possibly Kyle Gibson of the Rangers. He might be a cheaper option who would just fill that back of the rotation. I think he'd eat in into. I think he'd be a decent option if we, the right price. And then my dream move uh, is Whit Merrifield. I think he would be an incredible addition to the to the lineup if we could ever get him. I think he would be pricey, but I think he'd be worth willing to risk. He can play the outfield. He's flexible uh, around the diamond as well, and. He's, he's got a decent bat. Uh, I, I think he would be the, the dream addition if ten, if we got what we wanted. I think he would be a great ad. I think, uh, as you say, it's it's who we're willing to give up. Um, obviously, I think most GMs in baseball, if, if the Dodgers put a call into them, first name on the list is probably going to be Kyber Ruiz, um, who's uh, smoking it down in, in, in AAA at the moment. He had a three-home run night the other night. Uh, and along with a double, which apparently was very close to going out as well. So, you know, any, any three home run night is an extraordinary effort. Four would have been incredible. Um, I, I, from my point of view, I wouldn't want to give the farm up at this, this stage. Um, we're still right in there. We're very much in the, uh, the wild card uh, slots at the moment. Um, a lot of the other teams have got a hell of a lot of ground to make up. Uh, on the Dodgers and the Padres at this point. Uh, we're still in with it for Chris out of the division. Um, for me, at this stage, it would be a bit crazy to give up, you know, our best prospects. Uh, for ultimately, it's a one-game slot, really, you're fighting for at that point. Um, I don't think we should make any massive trades. Um, if we've got some lower-level prospects for a team that is entering a rebuild, so, for example, the Chicago Cubs, who we all know so at the moment, that's something I potentially look at. Um, but I think the Dodgers are in a good enough position as it stands to to fight and to be in a good position to, again, potentially repeat if the team gets healthy. Um, so we'll, we'll hold the phone to Andrew Friedman uh, at the moment, uh, but we'll let him know uh, if any good players come on the market that we think will make a difference to the team. Um, moving on, uh, we'll look forward uh, at the week ahead of Dodgers baseball. Um, so obviously tonight we've got the uh, the final game of the Rockies series. Um, Josiah Gray uh, faces uh, John Gray, so the Jay Gray uh, standoff. Um, obviously we want the Dodgers to be winning that game. It's a very winnable game. Uh, we should be beating the Rockies, but again, it depends how, how far Josiah Gray can go. Um, into the week after that, we've got 
a big series up against the Giants in San Francisco. And then we're on the road in Arizona uh, for three games against the Diamondbacks. Um, so, Ian, how do you see the week going? Um, well, starting with, with tonight, yeah, I agree. We, sh- we should beat the Rockies. Um, with the rest of the week in mind, I, I, I would be tempted, as much as you want to win the game, um, a win against, arguably a win against the Giants is worth more than a win against the Rockies, just from the d- divisional position. So I would be tempted to just let Gray go tonight and k- let him pitch. Um, and, and frankly, even if he ends up going, you know, giving away a lot of runs and we lose, but he goes seven seven deep type of thing, I, I wouldn't be wanting to, I know we've got a day off before we start with the Giants, but I wouldn't want to be going too deep into the bull, bullpen today if we can. I think I'd let, I mean, Gray's new up, you know, let, let's just let him pitch and have a go. Um, but having said all that, I think we should, you know, although we've got a weakened lineup, but I'd still want to win tonight. I think the Giants, um, we seem to be, if memory serves me correctly, we seem to be doing well in, in San Francisco this year against them and not so well in LA. So if that holds, I think in the three games against the Giants and accepting that they struggled, they, they had to go to the final inning, to to uh, to beat us against a weakened side, I'd like to think we could get two. You know, we've got Muncy back on a high off after paternity leave. He'll take them into the bay a couple of times. So I think we should beat the Rockies. We'll take two against the Giants, and then next weekend, um, I think we we've got to be sweeping the the Diamondbacks surely. So uh, this, despite having been a bit negative about the Dodgers earlier, I'm I'm I'm, I'm retaining the faith and highly optimistic for the week ahead. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd mirror that. Um, we weren't spectacularly bad against the uh, the Giants, apart from really that those two ninth innings, um, which were aberrations really. You don't you're not going to see that all the time. Um, it was two two rough nights, but we weren't far, you know, taking that series three and one. Um, Adam, how do you see the week going? Uh, yeah, I, I always predict that we're going to win more than we lose. So this time, and I always get it wrong. So this time, I'm going to go the other way, and I think. Uh, we'll win two and lose the rest. One of them will be a loss in extras as well. That's my other prediction. Um, so hopefully the opposite happens. That's what I'm that's what I'm banking on this week. I was gonna say that's gonna be a shocking week if that if your form continues on on, on over predicting the wins. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see that week again. We've had we had that what was it five and fourteen early this season, which uh, was desperate, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I always say that we're gonna win like five or six games and then we, we we never do. So this time I'm going the opposite and I think we're going to lose more than we win. So the opposite happens. I'm feeling quite confident, to be honest. Um, looking at the, the pitching matchups uh, for the Giants series, we've got um, starting with Julio Urias against Logan Webb. Um, then we've got Bueller against Steve Scalfani. And finally, Price against Johnny Cueto. Um, so they're probably our, f- our frontline starters at the moment. So it's lined up sort of fairly well. Um I think we'll go two and one in San Francisco and I, I think we'll sweep the D-backs because um, they've had a rotten season. Uh, 31 wins is, is, is yeah. really awful. And some of the plays that, that I think they're low-light plays more than highlight plays that you see coming out of, uh, of Arizona are, are quite funny to watch. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we should, we should get the sweep there. So I'm feeling confident um, in, in, you know, in the boys to, to get good results in San Francisco. Um, I think I said earlier, I think they lit a fire in the day, Roberts the other day, um, with the, you know, the awful umpiring decisions. 
Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, I think it's going to be a good week. That just about wraps it up for tonight. Um, any thoughts uh, or any messages uh, that you want to pass on, Ian, at all? No, we've wished we've wished the other Ian a belated happy birthday, um, and that's that's probably it. Oh, other than I suppose there's the other, the, the Rockies game tonight's at ten past nine UK time, and the third of the Giants games on the 29th is a an eight forty five UK time. So those are the two sort of UK friendly times over the next week. But no, otherwise. Um, Looking forward to, to getting back on the pod next week and reflecting on a, an amazing run of wins and as being, um, we could be ahead of, we could be top of the division, couldn't we, by the end of the week? You could. You get a, uh, a save in the uh, saves column there as well for uh, pointing out the UK uh, start time because I completely missed that. <laughs> uh, blowing hole for me and the, uh, the save for, uh, for Mr. Carlson there. Adam, any, any messages or thoughts you'd uh, like to pass on for this week? Um, no, the only other one I wanted to mention, and I forgot to mention it earlier, is uh, grading players. Uh, Chris Taylor is the only other one that didn't get a mention who definitely deserves a mention because he's been brilliant this season. So he, Yeah, he's, he's been unreal. And I'm so glad that he is uh, an all-star. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for joining us and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to speaking to you again next week. Bye-bye. See you, everyone. <laughs>